Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast uh, and video, uh, surprisingly we're back on video this week, a uh, little video show that I like to put together where I like to talk about all things investing, talk about what's going on in the market, some of my observations about what's going on in the market, talk about some of my own uh, investment decisions that I'm facing and sharing you, sharing with you sort of my thought processes that have gone into some of my investment decisions that I've made. Um, for the purpose really, if you can take away some of uh, some of what I'm seeing and what I'm doing and bringing into how you frame your investment decisions, then, uh, then that's a good thing. Uh, my name is Amin Reina and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And what I do as an investment coach is I, is, is I essentially work with people who want to become more financially independent, but they feel kind of intimidated and confused and frustrated by the whole investing concept. They either don't know where to begin, if they're just starting out investing, or if they've been investing for a long period of time, they just aren't making any traction in their portfolios. So what I do as an investment coach is I teach people, I engage with them on how to make more educated and more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their, in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So. This is uh, episode 92, and uh, one of the things I think what's really incredible about investing now compared to what it was like 30, 40 years ago is just, it's really leveled the playing field in terms of accessing information. Um, before it was very much tightly controlled and very much in the hands of the few and the privileged. And now it's pretty much, you know, you can get investing information, investment research uh, on anything. We have, we have media out there, TV, video, uh, we, have, we have social media out there. We can get information wherever we need to get it. Uh, so there's a real, like, and what's come out of it is there's a lot of really good people out there that write some amazing stuff about investing. And I share it with, I try to share it with you guys. And I also share it with uh, people who subscribe with to my uh, weekly email uh, email uh, in the loop. A lot of really people, great people, who write some really interesting, fascinating, um, create some fascinating talking points and discussions about investing. And and as far as I'm concerned, these people do it a lot more justice than I think I ever can do. I've been blogging and doing this podcast and doing Periscope and have a website. I've been doing all this stuff you know, talking about investing and sharing what I know about investing and teaching people how to invest. But I, I at the end of it, I'm, I don't profess myself to be some kind of Socrates or some kind of Shakespearean kind of uh, person uh, who knows some higher level of thinking, who can offer you some higher level of thinking about investing. I, I just invest. <laughs> at the core of it, I just love to invest. Um, I don't know if I'm really that great at talking about investing, but I think I'm, I think I can hold my own with respect to investing, making decisions, going through the process of making decisions. Um, and I think for, for what I really talk about is I'm just not that great at talking about, about investing. I don't, I don't think I can do it enough justice, but I, I think I can hold my own in terms of teaching people and helping people make investment decisions. And so when I started my investing, investment coaching practice, it was really one of the key things I wanted to make sure about that, what stood out about what I do and differentiated what I, what I do versus what other people are doing in terms of teaching investing is sort of some of the values and sort of what I believe in. And very much I believe in 
um, the concept of, of practicing what you teach. Like it's one thing for me to teach people how to read an income statement, how to evaluate an ETF, uh, you know, how to value a company, establish a valuation for a company. It's another thing to practice it. It's another thing to demonstrate um, results. And so what I do and a lot of what I produce through, you know, and I share with people, whether it's through my blog or through my website, um, uh, and also through my tweets, I, you know, I'm on Twitter all the time, is I just pretty much put myself out there and being very transparent in terms of how I make investment decisions and how I use the tools that I've developed and which I teach people in terms of using, showing them that, hey, I'm using these tools and it's helping me make better investment decisions. It's making me a better investor. It's getting me results. Um, so I believe very much to be, I wanna be transparent and everything I try to do is be very transparent, very unbiased and just basically talk the talk. If I'm gonna walk the talk, if I'm gonna talk the talk about something, I gotta back it up. And so where the hell are you going with this, Amon? So, one of the things I did last year, if you go on my website, it's on my homepage, is I posted basically a listing of essentially my last 100 investment decisions. I actually went back and I said, you know what, am I actually, do I asked myself, I said, you know what, I'm making all these decisions, I'm talking about all this stuff, am I any good at this stuff? Am I making progress? Like I know share, I share with people, like uh, every, at the end of the year, sort of my total performance, how I've done on my portfolios, what's good, what's not good. But I really wanted to go another level deeper and just start talking about like those individual decisions. When I made that decision to buy uh, Twitter, um, if I made that decision to buy that ETF, well, what happened? Did I make money off those decisions? Were those good investment decisions? And so what I said, you know, I said, I want to go back and I want to look at back and just take a hundred, my last 100 investment decisions that I made and see what happened. Were they good? How many of those investment decisions panned out and how many of them just I lost money on? And so that kind of led to the creation of last year, what I did last year was put together this list and I call it my last 100, which is the last 100 uh, investment decisions that I've made. And I went through a whole little bit of a deep dive and look at the analysis, what was good, what was not good, what I learned from that whole experience, what am I learning, am I practicing what I teach, um, and see what happens. So I published the first one last year and it's been a year and since then I was kind of looking through my notes and I've noticed that since I published that, that list last year, I've done another, I've undertaken another 20 transactions, another 20 iterations, uh, another 20 investment decisions. So when I, when I talk about, so I essentially want to do is I, I just posted on my website uh, an updated version of my list. So I just want to see, just give you an updated list of, of how I've been doing. So um, one of the things, uh, so this was something I want to just share with you some of my, uh, my updated results. Um, one of the things I just want to make clear about is like the whole company, like what's an investment decision? You're saying like, is it just buying something and that's it? Um, no, uh, to me, when I look at an investment decision, it's sort of a, a start and finish. It's basically, I bought something, I held it for a while, whatever period of time, and then I sold it. Either I made money or I didn't make money. And so to me, that is that whole iteration is an investment decision. It's a, to me, it's a cycle. And so what I did is I want, what I'm doing is I've gone back and looked at my last 100 decisions that I made and see and to see how they panned out. Did I make money on them? Did I lose money on them? And just kind of maybe try to understand maybe some patterns here uh, of how things have evolved. Because um, at the end of the day, you know, we can talk about, and this is where I, when I say there's a lot of really great people out there who write about investing. But I always ask myself, 
are they really good at it? Do they practice what they're talking about? And there are some instances where there's people who talk a really good game about investing, don't practice anything they talk about. And I've talked about it, actually, if you go back into some of my uh, videos that I've done way back, uh, I, talk, I highlight a couple of examples of that. It's one thing to talk the good game about it. It's one thing to highlight the, some of the nuances and the intricacies of investing. It's another thing to kind of exploit it and, and demonstrate you can get results out of it and show that you can get results out of it. Um, you know, I talk a lot about, when I coach people, I'll talk about getting on an investing path, having a journey, having an ideology, and how you make decisions, and you know, the importance of behaviors, uh, controlling your behaviors, controlling your emotions, that these are all elements that factor into investment, into investment decisions, and it's what I write about a lot, and it's what I talk to you guys about. At the end of the day, it's results. <laughs> investing is very much a results-oriented concept. It's an invest. It's a, a results-oriented um, endeavor. Either you know you're doing all this work. You want to see. You need to see something at the end of the day to show that hey, all this work has been for the good of it. And the thing that sucks about investing is you know whether we're saving for a retirement or education or whatever we're doing. We really only get one shot at it. It's not like you can go back and do a mulligan and you make a couple decisions, it doesn't work out, and you go, oh, okay, well, I'll just you know, start over again. You can do that, but it's very difficult, and it's very difficult financially and emotionally to do that. So that's the thing that sucks about investing, is we only get one crack at this thing to do it right. And so it's hard to want to make mistakes. Um, mistakes are, you know, we learn from our mistakes, but we try, in investing, we, we're gonna make mistakes, but it's just about, Managing those mistakes is just as critical as the you know having to make money on every every investment decision that you made, because um, you can't just go back and say, oh well, I know I lost thirty percent on my thirty percent of my portfolio went down. Oh well, easy go, easy go. Well, see you later. You can't move on. It's thirty percent of your portfolio. You got to recover from that. It's going to be very hard to recover from that. Um, so that's what part of what I want to share to you is just just sharing you with sort of my latest updates on my investing decisions um, in aggregate, and just kind of share with you some of my uh, some interesting things that came up uh, as I redid the number as I redid the numbers uh, on my investment decisions. So, as I said, I added uh, another twenty investment decisions since the last report. And so what I did again is I just basically rebalanced and just sort of, okay, I just chopped off the bottom 20 that I had from the previous year and just added the new one. So it's kind of almost like a moving average. Um, so I incorporated the, the, the latest decisions that I've made and just redid the whole numbers and let's uh, just basically share with you what I got. Um, in the previous year, last year, I, out of the 100 decisions that I had made, um, 74 of them were positive decisions. 74 were 74 decisions that I made made money. They were positive outcomes. This year, when I redid the numbers, it's now it actually went up. It went up to 79. So 79 out of the 100 investment decisions that I made um, were positive decisions. I made money. I had a positive return on it. Um, just looking at the total average, my average return, if you look through those 100 decisions, the average return on those 100 decisions was uh, about 10.9%. The median decision, so the 50th uh, iteration, if you were to line up all those decisions that I made and take the 50th one, the median one, that return generated 18.1%. Um, the, the high and lows didn't change. The, the, best uh, the top uh, return that I generated out of the 100 decisions was 109% return. And the worst one was uh, minus 84%. So when you look at it, 
it's almost four out of every five decisions that I made were positive decisions. And, you know, just to frame it in context, I, I use the baseball analogy. You know, there's baseball players out there in the major leagues that are getting paid like 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars um, to bat 300, to be, uh, to be wrong seven times out of 10. Um, so when I put it in that context and I'm going, hey, four out of every five investment decisions I'm making, I've made so far have been good decisions. That's positive. That's like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Um, I like, you know, that's, I'm, I'm, I continue to be quite humbled by it and quite floored by it because I just really didn't think I was, I know I was doing okay. I just didn't, when you see it on a piece of paper going, wow, like the numbers just tell it, just jump at you and just say, wow, these are really, really good. So I'm really proud of it. And I think it is, I really honestly believe it's not a fluke. I think, you know, every one of those investment decisions that I've made, and you can see them in the blog post that I put, I share with you in the processes that I go through, um, just didn't happen. There was a mechanism, a mindset, uh, a behavioral component to it, uh, a numerical, a quantitative component to it. And then there was just also qualitative issues when you're making business decisions. So um, I was real, I'm, I'm completely like floored by it. Uh, I drilling down into the numbers, 85% of those decisions that I made generated double-digit returns. Um, again, like, and that's great, because, and that comes back down to my investment ideology and my investment plan that I have is that every investment decision that I make, I am looking to get generate at least 20% returns on it. Um, I'm not doing this to generate one, two, three percent. I'm not day trading. I'm investing. I'm trying to make long-term decisions, and I'm willing to buy companies and ETFs and hold them for long periods of time. Um, you know, I don't know if I'll hold them for 20 years, but I'll hold them for a couple years uh, until I can see that type of return because I see the potential in that company. I see the probabilities of the generating that return to be pretty high. Um, as I said. Uh, I try to, I'm looking at this really from an investing perspective. This is not a, a day trading or a trading thing because when you look at the numbers, the average holding period of each of these investment decisions that I made was about 402 days. And which is down because the previous uh, report that I did last year, I was, I was at 419 days was the average holding period, which is almost about 13 and a half months. So it just went from, down slightly from 419 to 402. Um, What's also interesting is the time between my first investment decision and the 100th investment decision. Um, the time that I make that gap that I had between those is literally, what was the number? Nine years and seven months. So the first decision that I made, which was I believe January of 2008 um, to like just recently July 2017, uh, 2017, was almost nine and a half years difference between those first and that hundredth investment decision, which again tells me that, and then the fact that my holding period is about 400 days is I'm willing, is that I'm willing to buy, make investments and I'm willing to hold them for long periods of time. I'm not going to, I'm not making investments and it comes down to my plan and my ideology. I'm not buying stocks to just flip them and try to flip them and trade through them and all that kind of stuff and build up a whole bunch of costs. I'm buying them because I believe they're great businesses and over time they're gonna retain some value and they're at least gonna generate a return that I am comfortable with that's gonna allow me to meet my long-term investment goals. So it's quite um, interesting. Uh, the numbers, you know, it's, they've a slight difference, but it just again reinforcing a lot of things that I've, I've, I've been trying to implement in terms of my investment plan my ideology, how I make investment decisions. When I look at the outcomes of this, when I see the outcomes just in a black and white, 
it feels like, yeah, okay, I think I'm making smarter investment decisions and I'm making them and they're, and they're, and they're panning out, uh, they're panning out well. The key thing also that I take away is even though I have only, you know, 20 out of, uh, you know, four out of five uh, decisions were positive, I obviously made bad decisions. I have made bad decisions. Um, but I think one of the elements, and this is part of my investment plan, investment ideology, is the having the discipline to say, you know what, this is not going to work out and I better get out. And just, and again, it reinforces to me the importance of having that exit strategy for when things don't work out. If for me, my exit strategy is if a stock is down 20%, I will reevaluate it for sure. Um, but most times, more times than not, I'm probably going to exit that position. Even though I like the company, I like the business, I like the market that it's in, I'm down 20% and basically simple math is telling me I need that stock to go up 25% for me to just to break even, just to get my money back. And it's really hard to do. So having that discipline to exit strategies and then enter a position is just, is just as important. Um, and I think I've learned that a lot, the importance of that and that discipline aspect of it over the last eight years. And as I said, I've been investing for 20 years, 20 plus years. And uh, I think over time I've matured as how, in terms of how I've made investment decisions. And uh, it's, I like to think it's reflected in, in, in the results, which I talked about earlier. At the end of the day, are you getting the results that you need to get? So, so far when I look at it, I'm going, okay, I think I'm on the right track. And uh, so that's what I wanna share with you. You can go on my website uh, sageinvestors.ca and you can, I wrote a complete post on it, updated all the numbers, uh, a little bit more insightful uh, commentary and details into some of the numbers behind it and also some of the um, assumptions that go into it. I didn't include anything that involves like hedging, you know, currencies, that kind of stuff. To me, this is about strictly buying stocks, ETFs, commodity kind of uh, stocks, commodity type ETFs, gold, copper, oil, those type of things. Um, those were types of cop, uh, investment decisions that I made, whether it be investing in a company or investing in actually the physical asset. Um, so you can check it out. It's on my website, sageinvestors.ca. And if you have any comments, questions about it, feel free to give me a shout. You can give me a shout through my uh, through the website or you can give a shout through my Twitter handle. You can direct message me. As I said, I'm on there all the time commenting um, and tweeting as I make my investment decisions. Um, so it's there. Uh, feel free to reach out to me if you have some questions about that. Um, what else? Oh. Yeah, so that's all I really got to talk to you about that. A couple of announcements that I want to share with you. Uh, I've mentioned this a few times in previous episodes that I do have now uh, a Facebook page for Sage Investors. Uh, so you can just go onto Facebook, do a search for Sage Investors. Uh, I post on there all my uh, blogs, uh, podcasts, links to all stuff that you can get through my website. So that's one avenue if you want to keep track of what, uh, what stuff I'm putting out there. You can just go on there and just uh, follow me through the Facebook page or just like me on that Facebook page. And uh, then you can get uh, all the stuff that I'm, uh, I'm sharing with uh, out there in real time. Um, one of the things I really, I've been really, I was really hesitant to put a Facebook page on it, but I, I kind of made the decision to do that. The big reason I made a decision to do that is now because Facebook, uh, Facebook now has the whole Facebook Live thing. There's a whole video component to it. And so I've been kind of playing around with things on Facebook and I kind of 
came up with an idea that, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to use Facebook Live uh, to just jump on, just offer some commentary about what's going on in the market and also what I'm doing in the market, what I'm, how I'm trying to think through my investment decisions. That's one thing, but I thought it'd be really interesting to try out for a little while, um, a little kind of show instead of, you know, taking what I do here, which is stock talk, um, do it live in the sense that uh, just go on Facebook Live. I would just go on Facebook Live once a week and anybody who happened to run across me, if they have an investing question, talk, want to talk about some stocks, talk about the market, talk about the decisions that they're facing, um, that they could just jump on and ask me. Just ask me and let's have a conversation and nothing, nothing behind it. Just let's just talk stocks. Let's talk investing. Let's talk ETFs. So what I'm doing, and this is kind of an announcement I mean, in a sense, is that um, starting September 20th, um, between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, uh, I'm going to be on Facebook Live um, on my Facebook page, and I'm just going to be babbling and talking and answering questions that you might have about investing. And so I call it Stock Talk Live. Seems like a natural progression. Um, so yeah, if you got a question about investing, you want to learn something about a concept you don't understand, uh, ratio, you want to learn uh, ask about a specific stock that you're looking at, at buying, um, shout. Um, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Let's figure out if it's a really good investment. Um, one thing I want to tell you about is it's not going to be kind of like a Kramer-esque uh, lightning round kind of like where I tell you go buy and sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. This is more about having a conversation about trying to figure out whether investment is good, bad, and kind of is compatible with what you're trying to do and with your financial goals and giving you sort of a sense and taste of how you can go about making better investment decisions. So join me every Wednesdays. I'm going to be trying this out for a little while and uh, every Wednesday evening between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. on Facebook Live. Um, just hit me through my uh, Facebook page, Sage Investors, and uh, Jump in, don't be shy. Um, there's no bad investing questions. The worst thing I'm probably gonna tell you if you had a question is I don't know, and but I'll do some research and maybe get back to you. So yeah, it's all good. It's an innocent little thing. I'm just trying it out. I have no idea if this is, it's kind of scary in a sense that people are gonna ask me a question and I'm gonna just have to come up with an answer right there. It's kind of scary, but kind of exciting. Um, I kind of love talking about investing. That's I love to talk about stuff like this. Um, especially when we're getting into like making decisions. That's what I love about it. I don't want to talk about, you know, higher level, level thinking, philosophical aspects of it. Let's just talk about making decisions and what the hell we can do about it. <coughs> so every Wednesday, starting September 20th, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., I'm just going to be on Facebook Live. Come check me out, say hi, put some hearts or whatever, um, and then maybe ask me a question. Be more than glad to just try to maybe fill in some blanks for you and uh, give you a little bit more insight that might help you um, frame your decisions in a better way, in a better in a better way, and ultimately to help you make better investment decisions. So Stock Talk Live on Facebook Live starting September 20th, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Jump aboard, I'd love to see you, love to hear you, I'd love to chat with you. All right, so that's all I got for you this week. Um, this has been another glorious episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina of Sage Investors. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye.